Well, all right. And we're back. Hey, Bobby. How's it going, dude? Yeah, you know. Uh, you keep leaving me. So, I know. It uh, seems like but so returned. long since I've seen you since yesterday. <laughs> well, yeah. But that's that's always the interesting thing. And I was going to... I'm glad you brought it up because I was, was going to mention it. Um, sometimes when you come back and I see you, like, I want to talk about right. the adventures you've been on. But I'm like, well, shit, we have a podcast tomorrow. So... Um, this has been in a growler for a couple of days, so uh, forgive me. That's this is our first test run at uh, Nopale IPA, which will be our prickly pear wheat or sorry prickly pear IPA since uh, <clears throat> prickly pear is paying all the bills these days. So um, we're just going to go full swing. It's so, malty. Yeah, uh, that's actually the one thing uh, that we changed in batch two is they removed the Munich. Okay. Uh, malt because they felt it was interfering a little bit with the balance of the hops. Hops. Um, <coughs> yeah, dial the uh, dial the malt back just a little bit. Let that mm-hmm. prickly pear shine. Um, nice little. You can tell hops fall off a little bit, but yeah. Well, what they did is they got rid of the Munich malt um, and then increased the prickly pear and they increased uh, ooh, increased the hops. Um, and that batch actually goes into like. We taste test it that Friday, this Friday. So like two days oh, okay. from now, we'll and then batch two, batch two. Then the idea is is batch three gets made in Williams at scale, tap rooms only, and then depending upon how that works out, either it's okay, replicate or might adjust, and we go into our first Open run, market. or <laughs> depending upon. I mean, worst case scenario is we just like pump the brakes, be like, all right, well, we have to readdress what we're missing here because the thing about brewing is when you scale up from like a let's say a 20 to a 40 it's not even like oh just double it's the not numbers. double yeah, yeah it doesn't work that way isn't that was, weird though it yeah. should work that way but it doesn't uh, you'd think so but isn't brewing more like baking and it has more to do with like volume at scale and like barometric pressures and stupid shit like that yeah i mean it's still dumb <laughs> that it doesn't work that way. Like, <laughs> like I should be able to bake a cake and also make a cake twice as big with just double the ingredients. But fucking flour and shit's all stupid. Yeah, and what's even wilder is most breweries don't scale up at a double anyways. Like, we went from a 15 to a 40, which is a bit of a different... Yeah, and that math's way harder than double. Yeah. And, I can't uh, do that math. <laughs> I, I'm, I've already confused myself. <laughs> I did uh, just uh, on a, a little uh, good news note, that, since I am uh, just reminded myself of it. Uh, currently, at the Grand Canyon production facility, we have um, eight 120-barrel fermenters and 120-barrel break tank. Brag. That's and a lot of fucking beer. It is. And we, we also, like, our smaller batch stuff goes into our 40s because we have a 40, uh, two 40 fermenters and a 40 break. But we just purchased six more 120-barrel fermenters, which Jeez, is an fucking Christ. increase of 80%. And we bought another bright as well. So it's Are you using a lot of that for um, distilling, too, though? Uh, no, not much, actually. Really? Uh, distilling is mostly done in, like, what's called, like, food-grade totes and uh, barrels. And then just a recycling of the distillation process, depending upon how many... <clears throat> well, no, because you got to ferment, like... Roughly what you'd call, like, beer or, like, uh, grain water. Kind well, of you ferment br- that, and then you're the you brewery. distill. The the distillery has its own fermenters that are squares because they don't need they don't require the yeast conical on the bottom. Oh. 
So they're actually just square, and they're their I own. thought those were just dumb fermenters. No, no, no. Those are <laughs> distillery fermenters. And so um, sometimes one of the 40 barrels will be used to blend some of our RTDs before they go into packaging, and that would be our bright tank. Yeah. But no, actually, it's just all beer production. Um, it's one of the things I'm the most proud of of our brewery. I mean, it's just great to be part of something that's – you know, in a world full full of things that are getting bought out and where ownership gets blurry, we're singularly owned. We've never taken in money, and we've pulled ourselves into the top five, and no one else has done that. Like, everyone else has got – and no shade to anybody, right? Like, I mean, people take on investors. People sell and do other things and take on other contracts, but we make 100% of our own product is what we – you know, our bread and butter is we're not contracting for anyone. Um, we're not taking in any sort of investor cash to keep it floating. We have to, you know, year after year, you know, um, reinvest our profits into the growth. And um, and now we're going to start, you know, investing heavily in programming. And so, you know, who knows where that'll go, but it's theoretically six more tanks. So <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't you just get six more tanks? No, that's what I'm saying is, so, so that's kind of in anticipation of the way we're growing and the investments we've made. And <clears throat> we've, we've held off on engaging in certain market strategies that help rapid growth just because when you're building a house, you need a strong foundation. And, you know, some of it's been that the brewery's been out of line a handful of years with some quality issues, which we've bent over backwards to address and make sure um, out of stocks, you know, can plague a growing brewery. And, you know, that created um, issues in partnership with retailers and trust. Oh, sure. uh, and you have to build back on that. <laughs> and we're now finally to a point where we feel that those relationships have been mended pretty well. And we can. Is that with the French fry company? The French fry company. Fries. Oh, fries. <laughs> No, actually, uh, still no loves from Kroger. Uh, And again, which is great because like, I mean, not great. I mean, hit me up, but, (laughs) (laughs) but it, that's still running room for me, right? Like I'm still trying to prove myself in like 80% distribution and less in most chains. Like Safeway Albertsons is, you know, where we do a lot of our great business and where we've been building like a great you know, success story of a brand. And that's what you kind of have to do. You have to kind of like say, Hey, um, you know, we're going to focus on these brands in, in this, in this chain or this, uh, division. And then we're going to show that that is, makes us a good partner to like create, you know, Safeway doesn't give a shit. If you've got the coolest beer story in the world, they need that shit to sell through at a rate that helps them make money. And if you can show that your brand is capable of that, they'll give you a chance, right? Isn't there, like, uh, expectations quite low, like two cases a week or something like that? Oh, I mean, if you're at a hurdle rate of three-plus, you're actually, like, top tier. Yeah. Which, when you think about it, though, and you walk into a store and there's a billion options, three cases is, at best, uh, well, maybe at best is 12 packs, so it's six, right? Six uh, scans. Oh, gotcha. And then if it's four, if it's six packs, it's twelve scans. And then if it's four packs, it's eighteen scans, right? To get those cases yeah, yeah, yeah. through, well, one at a time. I, but you got to think um, in that pull through. Like, 
it's so wild to like for people who aren't in the beer industry to be like what do you need to have your beer be put into this first off a shitload of fucking work market data like oh, oh yeah. like presence but then once you get in to stay in you only need to sell maybe two cases a week so eight times does someone need to buy your six pack that's it in a week and there's so many people at, in a grocery store at 20 plus stores across yeah. the state but to, you know right there it's like week the average week. right yeah. per store is eight eight items yeah eight and, six packs of beer yeah and the way you maintain that is you aggressively program with everyone else right and that's like deals and discounts drop downs yep floor stacks displays all that yeah when you See a two four or a one dollar off or whatever. Yeah. There's there's work that's been put into making that price adjustment to get your attention to buy it. And that's, you know, a lot of what we've delved into now, not that it's unique or anything like that. I mean, in fact I'm desperately trying to hire a national accounts manager so um we can get the dipshit that's doing it right now out of the way, which is me. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Who about to throw some shade on? Uh, me. Hopefully they don't uh, listen. No, I and I've just Every time we get to a new kind of place, I have to stop and learn new systems. And don't get me wrong, I'm I'm here I'm, I'm here for it, right? But dude, I was for, just learning for the brand growth. sets on VIP. Mm. That was kind of a real bitch. I haven't even got it all the way done. Can't get my fucking item search to work. Yeah, VIP is uh, its own thing. And then just for uh, even anyone who's not aware, that's you know Vermont Information Processing and. Sales platform for beer. Yeah, and basically they have integrated themselves into being able to capture uh, logistic data for distributors and retailers and wholesalers, and then they sell it back to you. Um, oh, yeah. After it's consolidated, which is great. Uh, well, it's also they're taking the information you're putting in and selling it to other breweries and vice versa, but you want that information. No, for sure, yeah. And for, for me, it's... It's like the CIA for beer. The value I personally find in VIP is that VIP, the way I interact with it, is that the data I look at is submitted by my distributor. Yeah. It's their data I'm looking at. So if you know there's an agreement or uh, something that needs to happen and it doesn't pull through, I can look that up and see if something was delivered. And rather than just arguing with someone about it on the phone, and I can just kind of monitor a lot of things that way and, and not waste a lot of people's time uh, when you're just kind of looking for just some quick follow-up data. So it's it's super helpful. I like it. My team uses it, and, and Lilypad as well. So, But again... Uh, you guys use both? Yeah. Why? Uh, because Karma sucks. What? I love it. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> it, you're saying I suck? No, it's just bare just bones, like man. Suck? You're you're self starter, and karma's bare bones and straight to the point. But when you're running a team of three, four, five plus people, and you're trying to like, you know, set specific goals and monitor certain data, and being able to turn in like recaps, Lilypad works the best. Okay, so. I've never used Lilypad, so I don't know. Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> I've just had so many suppliers just tell me how much how better it is. My my team uh, loves it so much more than Karma, and uh, they use VIP. But Karma is just so again, it's it's pretty bare bones, and it and it does its job. <laughs> is Lilypad a different um, like format uh, for you being the manager rather than your mm-hmm. sales reps? Yes, I got to look at yours, and I got to look at like one like Liz's to like, yeah. just get an eye on it and. I mean, yeah. Who knows if we'll ever change from what we've got? 
but also it took me years to get it done and there are some challenges with like getting the team integrated into it and you know a few hiccups but um you know you push through and things seem to be where they need to be right now for reporting data and again the for me the value isn't in my ability to micromanage my staff for me the value is in being able to consolidate and communicate in an effective way. Well, that's not how their managers the, work. Is their follow up to <coughs> distributors? I want the distributors to receive that information in a way that they like to ingest it, so then they can take our commitments to market rather than, you know, whatever you know comes up in between that. Right. So, I don't want to like throw any slander at anybody, but like sometimes, um, well, that's what industry <laughs> secrets is all about. Throw that slander. Well, I mean, the, the the fact is, is especially in Arizona, a lot of brand reps, just uh, distributor reps, just sell whatever brands they prefer to, um, or because it's incentive based, because their base pay is super low, so they start with incentives, and they're like, "All right, well, the way I get to my actual salary is to sell X, Y, Z, B, C, and then there's some other bonuses, and then basically that's kind of where." right now in Arizona is real battleground craft beer state. If you go and like check out the way sales teams work in other states, like there's none of this like hanging out with retailers and being best friends with distributor reps and all that shit. Like your, your, your relationships are directly with retailers and you're not like hanging out with your distributor reps all the time. Like they deliver your beer, you know, they're not brand builders. It's, but it works differently out here. Right. And so, the idea is, is you're like, well, I'm going to keep, you know, you have 200 brands to manage. I'm going to keep myself in mind by constantly following up with you. But then like there's 200 brands. So even if you are good at communicating and following up, what starts to set people apart, you know, just more incentivization through money. And then who wins that game? People who bring more to the table. Oh, that and, then, and again, it's, it's the whole argument I've constantly had against like, if I'm not allowed to entice retailers, then why am I allowed to entice the distributor? Yeah, well, so look at this. Um, <clears throat> and I'll say their name. I mean, the rep is dope, but uh, it wasn't his decision. He just was part of a team. Bell's offered Crescent Crown $60 per keg placement uh, to reps for out of five products that if a, an account hadn't brought any of those in in whatever, 120 days... If they bring one of those five in, they get 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. The rep does. Yeah. And that's huge because you can place more than one, right? Like you can't place two of Bell's two-hearted, but you could place sure. the two-hearted and then like their sour or whatever. Like, and they had five different brands to choose from. That's a shitload of money that reps can make. Like I'd just sling money at, I'd sling that beer at every single one of my accounts. Yeah. And I think they had a month to do it. It's like, you could have made absurd money doing that. Sure. Yeah. That sounds like a standard incentive. But the thing is, a fuckload of money. If you're looking at, so they were profiting, Bell's profiting or breaking even at that sixty dollar mark. Like they may be losing. I doubt they're losing, but they're breaking even or making a little bit of money. Like my brewery being much smaller, there's not sixty dollars of profit on a keg, on a half barrel, right? Right. Yeah. So we couldn't even do that, right? Mm -hmm. We we might be able to come in at that twenty dollar mark, right? um, And then we break even with my commission, with shipping, with every the distributors thirty percent margins. Uh, but then when they're like, well, if I sell a second chance beer for 20 bucks, I'll just sell one Bell's beer for the work of three beers. Yeah. Um, the other brand. And, and you can quickly <clears throat> identify which 
brand of IPA is going to make you the most money for the month. Mm -hmm. And unless an account is like got a really great relationship with a supplier that you're aware of or uh, is insistent, you're going to try to move them towards the thing that makes you money. Yeah. And again, that's again just bigger brands with larger budgets bullying out smaller brands. But instead of at the retailer level, they're doing it at the wholesaler level. And it's it's no different in my eyes. And it's just, it's absurd every time it happens. And mm-hmm. um, you just got to, I don't know, plow through, make that cash, invest in. The thing about Arizona is, is <clears throat> if you know where beer is sold, you know how to win. And 80% of beer sold in Arizona is in chains and off-premise. So Try to get in them. There's a lot of people that spend a lot of time in the on-premise paying attention to things. Being real, visible. Don't get me wrong, being visible is awesome. I, I try to be ubiquitous myself. But off-premise is where money is made. It's sure. made in chains. Yeah. And if that's not where you're headed, then your growth is going to be limited to 20% of Arizona beer sales. Mm-hmm. And craft is a much smaller portion of that. It takes a while to get into those chains. It's not like your first year, right? This is our third year in Arizona. We're just now getting into like a big enough chain. I guess last year we were in Bashes. Um, but that was like, we got in like a week or two before shutdowns. So that was a real fucking nightmare. <laughs> oh yeah. That'd have been re- it's hard, resets. Yeah. It, it's hard to win that one back. <coughs> uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was, uh, interesting around us cause some chains <clears throat> were like, okay, we get it. We'll just kind of make a few tweaks based on numbers. But at the same time, off-premise saw an increase, right? Like, I saw yeah. a 20% growth in my off-premise business. Um, I don't think grocery saw more craft placements uh, proportionately to uh, domestics, though. Like, if you look at what you're getting, because it's people aren't working, yeah. they, like, anybody with, you know, a bunch of Yeah, the demographics didn't money, change. They're um, now down to smaller yeah, sources of income. So they're like, well, I'll just board. drink a little bit cheaper because maybe I make... $400 less this week than I normally do. Uh, so now I'm going to drink a, a more domestic style beer. But that's proportionate, right? Like, even though distributor, like, uh, craft suppliers saw growth during those times, the domestic side was much, much larger, mm-hmm. right? It was just easy for people to get a 30 pack or a 24 pack rather than like a couple six packs because that's a lot more money. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you should sit and look at two craft six packs, same price as a 30 pack of domestic no doubt and uh you know who knows how long those reverberations will be like the q2 number or q2 q1 numbers for beer business daily just came down crafts down 12 percent year over date 2021 we should just uh overthrow domestics let's incite a riot a riot (laughs) um everything's down man it's you know uh not me i ain't going down (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, and, and and that's the thing is what you're watching is categories shrink and individual like brands remain stronger, more dedicated to what they're doing, and you know whatever's going on in the world. There's there's times where businesses and industries come into crunches, and ours isn't one, right? Like a lot of our systems have been pinched by shutdowns, war, not here, but whatever. Uh, and so like supply chain, uh, has gotten real weird. And so if you're a young brewery trying to make a name for yourself and you got to wait 12 extra weeks for some labels that didn't come in, you miss your opportunity that you invested into. And then, you know, where does that put your future? Do you just like 
Stop trying to distribute. That's some real deal. Holyfield shit is. It's not like, oh, I waited a week or two longer for these labels. Like, 12 weeks longer for these labels, which is absurd. Imagine trying to order something on Amazon. They're like, it's going to be here tomorrow. And then you're like, tight. And then they're like, actually, it's going to be two and a half months. (laughs) You're like, wait, what? Except this is for businesses trying to get you that shit, right? Like, it's even farther down that road where people are like, well, supply chain, I should be able to get this. Well, guess what? Every person in between where this is, right, like, is waiting on the person before them to get them the thing so they can get someone else the thing so they can get them their distributor the thing so the consumer can get the fucking thing. Yeah. Like, it's so many more steps than what people think. That's why it's like, I mean, I've seen, like, chairs. Like, those chairs here took... Uh, the ones I've got here oh, yeah. took for like they. I think they're on back order for six months. I was like, Jesus Christ! But I'm not in the chair industry, so I don't really know what the holdup was. Um, <coughs> I mean, I can't imagine they're that sought after. But we're not here to talk about chairs. Uh, yeah, we just poured a beer from Twelve West. <laughs> uh, Jake Johnson said he gave it to you. Yes, to uh, drink. Jake Johnson, uh, face of Twelve West. Uh, shout out to a handsome man we discovered. In fact, on this podcast, you could say, oh, yeah. you could say he got the industry secrets bump. One could say. <laughs> shout out, Jake. We made him who he is. <laughs> That's the story we're going to. Yeah, yeah I'm going to tell everybody. Yes, yes, yes. All right, we love you, Jake. Um, but yeah, he. Uh, I ran into him out in the field, which is always a pleasure to see a man out working hard. Um, and he, uh, he's like, oh, if you're going to be on the podcast today, uh, take this sample to Bobby and, uh, he's a good guy. Figure. He's really good people. Jake Johnson. You haven't listened. Is, go back to that episode. Uh, yeah, he's one of my favorites. Jake of all trades. Yes. Yes, sir. And, uh, he continues to, you know, earn that name. He's, you know, he was at that time a bar or beer tender, um, for 12 West. He was then, uh, shortly after promoted to uh, head of like beer and the beer bar program and basically just overall beer education outside of production and kind of became like the 12 West downtown 12 West beer guru. And then, you know, was kind of working to, you know, keep that uh, communication between Agrotopia and downtown just because there are two massively different parts of the town, uh, making sure everyone's kind of communicating. And then um, most recently he took, um, you know, the sales, uh, director uh, operations uh, kind of role that we were looking for um, out of 12 West for that to kind of get back on track. There hasn't, you know, that's actually what Liz was hired for over at 12 West over quarantine, but then that just never kind of lifted. And then it became a higher priority because off-premise grew a lot. And then 12 West kind of was like 80% off-premise sales uh, or, Outside of just what was sold at the tap room, right? So there's just very few accounts that kind of got beer and everything else was in the tap room. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There wasn't very, very many accounts. They were pretty much taking some calls no. and emails. So I definitely yeah. snagged Liz the fuck up. Shout out uh, for Grand Canyon. And then, like I said, uh, over time, there's been some uh, tanks and stuff added over at 12 West. Most recently and notably a 30 barrel, which for 12 West is a, is a, is a massive addition to being able to create specifically to bring it back loggers. Uh, there we are at a smaller uh, scale. You should probably avoid making so many, um, but yeah, they made a classic logger, um, which is what we're drinking, which is here because they were able to get another big barrel. So, uh, or tank rather. And, uh, you know, Jake's a huge part of that growth. And, uh, so shout out and we're going to check this beer out. Have you been drinking it already? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. You go ahead and talk while I drink it. Uh, this is, um, well, it's called classic logger, I believe. I love the can art. 
It's a very like downtown feel. Um, oh, is this a like the break like the image of their production facility that's going to be made? Um, the can. It looks like it would be. Yeah. Um, it doesn't quite feel like downtown well, Mesa. It, it, I think it's kind of like a downtown Mesa throwback. Okay. Like to the it looks you, a little you know, bit more industrial than what like in certain building aspects, but I mean it's good can art. Classic lager. Like name makes sense for what the liquid is, right? It's a lager. Like you're never gonna. Actually, I'll say you never really wow someone to lager. You're like, oh, it's great beer, right? It's good lager. But I was just recently wowed by a lager, oh, uh, Bierstadt out in Denver. Oh, they did the slow pour oh, pilsner, and it was I'm not even going to hear you just talk about this. Slow pour pilsner it. was good, but the uh, oh, okay, it was good. Oh, I thought you were going to give me <clears throat> regale me with like slow pour pilsner change your life, and I was like, I will no. Beat. The hell out of you. Um, <laughs> it was good, and that's kind of what everybody was. You know, I asked a few buddies who'd been to Denver. It, look, uh, it looks like, pretty, but it, it is a good beer. Yeah. It's, it's fine. You could fast pour it. it. I don't fucking care. Like, exactly. It's just the same shit either way, but mm-hmm. it's gimmicky, and people love a fucking gimmick. So, kudos to them. Uh, there's a little, <laughs> there's a little clap for them. Um, I, one thing that they did was really cool is their their accounts that they sell beer to out there of the slow pour pilsner. They give them the right handle for it, like that side pour slow. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't even that that I was so taken back by. It was their Hellas Lager. It was just fucking outstanding. Uh, and I put that in, uh, the, give it to you in a, like a one liter stein. Um, and and it, it went down so easy. And I was like, one liter, I'm gonna, that's the only thing I'm going to drink here. And then all of a sudden it was gone. And I was like, well, I'm going to go order another one because I went down so fast. And then Brooke texts me. She's like, oh, I'm ready to get picked up. She's getting ready. I was out there early. Um, so I went back and grabbed her mm-hmm. and then kept cruising Denver, but this beer is, it's good. Uh, but you're right. I'm surprised 12 West came out with another lager. Uh, they've got Zona, they've got Onza uh-huh. and they have classic. It's a lot of, I mean, the, well that, especially I mean, if not before, being a lager house before classic was radial spines, uh, which was another lager. Uh, and listen, I mean, if, if they can keep up with it, great. But I mean, the, the, now that they have Jake out selling beer, um, that zona is going to start, you know, kicking up quite a bit. But um, I just wanted to circle back real quick. Speaking of um, pretentious or not pretentious breweries, breweries that install pretentious slow pour handles and have a killer Hellas. Shout out Dark Sky. <laughs> oh yeah, love you, Ryan. Um, yeah, they're so to your point. Like I didn't know they made regular beers. I've only had like chocolate Oreo cookie dough milkshake one of, IPA. One of man. the most impressive lagers that I continue to be astonished by is their Hellas of Troy. Not only is that the best name for a Hellas, uh, or at least top five, um, <laughs> it is such a crispy, clean... Uh, I'm just... Uh, I got lost thinking about it. It's such... <laughs> You're drooling for a second? Oh, my uh, God. It's such Your a fucking killer hard. beer. Yeah, um... You know, I like a lot of the stuff Ryan and the guys do, be, and, and not just the guys, T-Money, uh, the ladies too. Shout out Laramie. I'm forgetting somebody, fuck. Um, Man, they listening. I came into this hiring draft pussy. So um, they kill it with like, they're blending in the barrels between like stouts and sours and, you know, crazy IPAs. But, you know, they got into brewing crispy boys and f- like they make a lot of really great clean lagers, but specifically Hellas of Troy just fuck so hard and it's such a great beer and i don't know if i've tried it well um i would tell you if it's ever available while you're up go ahead and give it a try yeah i mean i like me a light beer you know and now that they'll be slow pouring pilsners maybe they'll have time to make it a little more i don't know 
Did they just build a production facility? I think they're working on it. Yeah. I don't know if it's ground is broken or what. I have it, no idea. I think it. Looks I'm assuming like, ground is broken. I saw something on the Instas that looked like their equipment was in route or about to be installed. So soon, um, they'll be able to like crank out some some volume, which will be cool for them. I'm sure the uh, the guys over at uh, oh, what's the fucking beer podcast out here? Uh, Hoppy Craftsman. Yeah, the hop, I'm sure the Hoppy Craftsman's done an episode talking about it. I listened to him, so I'm sure they're. Oh yeah, they're probably. I'm, I'm sure I've listened to it and just like on a drive where you like. Only well, they, absorb they so actually, much of it. They actually try, you know, and, oh, yeah. and, and no, do their podcast with, like, effort and stuff. So, like, yeah, they, they definitely are they more on plans top of and things. preps. We didn't prep for this shit. Uh, oh, no. by the way, we don't even have a guest. Oh, speaking <laughs> of, the reason we're here today. Bobby. Yeah. Did you shoot your pants in San Diego? I wasn't in San Diego. I mean, Sacramento. Denver. 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 That's where you were. <laughs> I'm all over the place. I didn't. Sacramento was I... where the school shooting was. I bet shooter. someone shut their pants there. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, oh, mass shooting. It's the Grammys tonight. Shut your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I went out to Denver. So it was the first time I've ever been. Uh, Brooke and I went. We went Wednesday to Monday. Um, but we drove. So it's we really were there. It is a 12-hour drive. Yeah, uh, 12 if you're lucky. I mean, it's really... Twelve and a half if you're going like five miles over, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and if there's no incidents on the street, uh, we thought there was going to be a big car accident because everything went down to one lane, just full traffic stopped uh-huh. right when we were in, in uh, New Mexico oh, on our way back. And Brooks like, I was just thinking about this. This better not fucking happen. But it was just like construction, so they brought it down to one lane. But it was still a bit of a nightmare. Uh, but yeah, so we went out and uh, it was our first vacation without our son. So he's old enough now. We just did a giant food bowl for him and a hamster thing to drink from um he did fine he did fine yeah he just kept him <laughs> in the trunk right no he got the whole house oh okay oh I put yeah, the, yeah i put the ac to like 79 80 and then just like a big bowl of food out it yeah. was good yeah sounds good. fine um you could hear him running around he's good yeah he's so yeah but, right uh, so we go up denver um you know long 12 hour drive there but we go through durango so we Kind of go a slightly longer route, but a much more gorgeous route cutting through Durango. Absolutely. As opposed, and it's a good sweet spot for like dead middle. So if you're driving, you've got two yeah. people, take that little route to Durango, hit up Steamworks Brewing, which we did. I thought I had a beer. Oh, nice. uh, oh I do have a beer. Let's uh, let's actually crack it open. It's the uh, it's a tall can in there, prescribed burn. It's the one I brought back. So we, we stopped you, Denver. Denver's a gorgeous little town. But we wanted to get a little bite to eat and something to drink, and so we stopped here. And um, they actually had a, a phenomenal IPA uh, and a pretty good hazy, pretty good. But the uh, I did a little five ounce of this prescribed burn, and I was I was taken back. Um, you know, like it's a beer you got to share because it's a pepper beer. Oh, those <laughs> so, are my favorite guilty pleasure. Uh, hash green chilies, poblanos, and habaneros. Okay. So we'll give this bad boy a taste. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's a really killer name for such a... It's a great name. So chili beers are kind of like my guilty pleasure. Like from Cave Creek Chili Beer to... Hatchley uh, Gatos. That's also a good one. Uh, shout out... Um, well, no, fuck them. Yeah, shout uh, out Steve McFate. Yeah, shout out Steve <laughs> McFate yeah. specifically yeah. only. Um, Green Flashes, uh, Serrano Stout. Um mm-hmm. We made a Serrano Pilsner once based on one I had at Noble Illworks while I was out there uh, checking out the brewery and a few other places. 
Noble Illworks had been open like six weeks. They had the Serrano Pilsner blew my fucking socks off. You know who not shout out at is fucking oh Habanero Sculpin. Fuck that beer. Ugh. Personally, made that beer sucks. It honestly. Pour that beer in their it eyes. It tasted like Tabasco, and that was the most frustrating part because it was like it almost was like too vinegary. And it was so hot. It was. I mean, I did a lot of. So Mark Simler used to host these. Um, shut up, Mark. <laughs> used to host these like spicy beer and pizza nights uh, when we both lived in the oh. Tuke together. Um, so uh, not together, but we both lived in Amatuki. <laughs> uh, just to clarify. Um, so um, I'd go over to his place and we'd order a few pepperoni pizzas, cheese pizzas, whatever, and then start cracking open like habanero scopin, crime and punishment, like green fly serrano, and like I think we did like two or three of those nights, and those were <laughs> like as far as like taste and flavor and like just the way you're kind of experiencing it experientially. What a killer like just flavor, just palate. Did that experience like, after the first one when you're like however so when you're um, done like the next day taking a shit and like everything sucks oh no and then you what? just keep it a secret and be like maybe I'm the only asshole that didn't feel good and then after the second or third time you're like hey did anybody else get these same things that happened to them They're like yeah like did we should probably change this anyone else uh shit uh, go goth and shit demon <laughs> yeah. uh, just me okay um yeah it the. There was brutal after effects, and even, you know, like, getting into the night, your stomach would just start to, like... Yo, yeah. You get it when you drink sours, too. That was us in New Mexico. Holy shit. Yeah, but when you do it with spicy beers, it's the same pressure on your diaphragm, but it's also spicy. Yeah. Spicy. <laughs> spicy. Yeah, I still think I performed the world's longest fart in New Mexico okay. with the Rally Boys. I want to say I clocked it at, like, 40 seconds. All right. It that's... never stopped. I thought I needed to like catch my breath because it was like all the <laughs> all the air and gases were escaping me. Speaking of that beer, just got delivered this last week. That's what I thought was in the growler. No. Oh, I'm so sorry for misleading you. Um, <laughs> I no, mean, you didn't do anything. Like I just started it assuming. Just today was put into our tap rooms, so um, okay. I will get some of it down here asap. Elder millennial. Elder millennial. A pair. Um, Britomyces Sour. Uh, Mr. John Rowley um, spoke very highly of it um, when he uh, tasted it before he they started packaging it up and sending it out. Um, shout out John Rowley. Like that dude. Uh, it was a cool collab. New Mexico was full of farts for sure. And falling asleep on the mic. Yeah. Falling asleep on the mic. Don't, catch you, don't let me catch you sleeping. So you're out in Denver. Yeah. First so. time. You've been in the craft beer business a little while now. And, and, and you're far more established for uh than i ever was going to your first time in denver so you've you know a lot of people that work for big brands out there um like you know uh tyler great divide mm -hmm. um so you've, you know you've yeah, got tyler great divide tyler at great divide tanner at great divide oh oh shit yeah. scott just him scott uh gang to jewels so she's gone they and fired then, her? yeah they uh or no not jewels sorry um i was thinking of um Jenna um, and uh, not Abita, the other one, Upslope. Oh, okay. I don't know how that was. Got really it. Okay. Good. Maybe because it's like Julie a, still with Sky, everybody. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. But um, but there's plenty of stuff you're aware of out there. You know plenty of people who either are affiliated with oh, places yeah. or know a great list. Well, especially if you're in the beer industry, most of your peers know a few places out there yeah. just by going out to Great American Beer Fest. So um, 
it is an absolute shame you never got to experience Falling Rock. I, I that was the one place I really, really, really wanted to go. Closed over quarantine. Yeah, yeah, super pissed. Yeah. So, so dude, what was what was what was the standout? Like everyone's hyped this up because hype sucks sometimes. When you're like, this has been hyped up. You walk in, you're like, I could see experiencing this the first time without it being hyped up. It being fun, but this is very average. Like what what was hyped and lived up to it? Our mutual friend. Okay. And that's like everybody's go to. Like it's like it's like if you go to it, if yeah. you're in San Diego and people someone's like, Where should we go? Fall brewing. Right? That's like mm-hmm. everybody's go to little neighborhood craft beer bar that doesn't do a ton of production, doesn't do a ton of distribution. If you want it, you kinda got over there. They do this beautiful setup. That one, if you go to fall, you're gonna love it. I went to our mutual friend and it was it was all right. It was all right. Uh yeah. I the, the I cocktail bar more. across the street is actually incredible. Which one? Uh, Federales. Mm, there's one. I don't know. It's. I thought it was like a name like Charlie's or. I don't know. I wasn't looking around. Something there. like that. But so, it's 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 a quarter mile up the street on the other side. But you walk in and it's like this tiny house, and you walk in, you order a cocktail at the bar, and then you go back outside, mm-hmm. and that's just kind of how the whole thing works. And when I was there, um, I ordered a Montenegro, and then so every time we ordered a round of drinks, the bartender would do Montenegro with us yeah. after that first one. And then I went to our mutual friend right after, and it was a very average experience. Yeah, I, I got a lot of people telling me it was great, and and it wasn't bad by any means. Like, if you're in Denver and you got some time to kill, go to go to our mutual friend. It was a cool brewery. The people were really cool. the The place was just like not that busy, and it's kind of small, okay. so it was just like not lively at all. Um, like, but we spent the whole time eating and drinking, like the whole time eating and drinking. Well, I genuinely don't yeah. even remember what we did the <laughs> first night we were there. We we got there. And we were going to go to Monkey Bar um, around the corner. It was so I close. Even, I don't even know what the fuck that is. It's just it's a little dive bar that's like super close. Okay. Um, and I genuinely don't. We didn't go there, but I don't remember where we went because we just drank and then came back and drank. Uh, but also, <laughs> fuck Denver. You can't get beer to go after midnight. Oh, is that a thing? It is. I didn't realize Usually it. when I'm in Denver past midnight, I'm, I don't need another beer. Well, so we, we, we got... <laughs> To the Airbnb at like 10 maybe, uh, maybe 10.30, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But we, we go somewhere to drink. We have some drinks. And sure. then it's like we close we close out and Brooke's like, let's go just get something to take home. Like mm-hmm. I was like, I'll just stop at a gas station, get a case of beer, whatever. And they had uh, a case, a 12-pack of um, Montucky Cold Snacks. Right. So I was like, huh, that's what I want. I like those things. So I grab it and I walk over to the cashier and he says something with this like stern look on his face and I didn't hear him. And I'm like, yep, it's just, just that. I don't know if he was like waiting for me to say something. <laughs> and he's like, it's too late for those. And I was like, it's, it's too, never too late for too a cold snack, yeah, bro. Like, too late. Dude, do you like, see these pit vipers? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was like, what do you mean it's too late? And he's like, it's too late for those. We stopped serving at midnight. I go, what time is it? He's like, it's 12.05. And I look at him and go, you guys stop selling beer at midnight? Like such a like. You're, you're attacking what? him like, you also, think he's the, the arbiter of the law. Well, in my defense, it's like well, when it, I said you guys, he probably meant like him, and I meant Denver. Stop selling <laughs> beer at midnight. But I was like, you guys, you like, specifically and then I have attacked his chest. <laughs> I like, sir, you. Uh, no, but I was like, yeah, you guys stopped selling beer at midnight. Chest the glass. And uh, yeah, <laughs> so he's like, yeah, I'm like, oh, that's fucking weird. Uh, all right, I'll go put this back. And he just like 
puts his hand on the 12 pack. He's like, I've got it. Please just get out of my store. Uh, well, I wasn't mean. It was just like, no, no, stop yeah, selling beer at midnight. And then I, yeah, he's you're like, not ah, whatever. To be I'll, I'll, yeah, put the, I'll put the beer back, like, whatever. And he's like, no, I'll put the beer back. I go, okay. Sure. And I leave. Um, <laughs> next morning, we went to a bunch of places. Like I said, I, it's so hard to recall what we, I should have wrote it down. I had it like mm-hmm. in tabs, my computer originally of like all the places we went just so <laughs> I could remember. And then like my phone was running slow. So I started like, Wiping tabs. I was like, oh, no, my memory. Like, that's the only thing I can remember. Uh, dude, but, uh, like, Chris Rogers from Chupa hit me with a big list of places to go. Yeah. Um, obviously, that Denver Biscuits company is, like, rad. They were mm. they were good. They were really good. Yeah. They weren't, like, the end-all, be-all breakfast joints, but they were fucking solid. It's it's a lot like that place in Portland, but Pine Box or whatever. Like, it's a lot like that. Very good. Yeah, um, it was very good. Yeah. I would absolutely go back. Uh, of course. There were some other places I think I liked it. Uh, just as much yeah but by no means were they bad um so i mean you had a great question of like what was the place that uh was hyped up the most and was kind of the least impressive mm-hmm. so we one day we went to our mutual friend and it's, it's like the first time i drank pliny right like everybody's like you gotta have pliny especially being in arizona not in california like everybody's gotta have pliny and i get to san diego one day and they have it yep and i'm like oh this is why so many people in arizona specifically you'll hear uh, in Nevada, you'll hear, oh, I prefer buying pig. And I think that this experience nobody is hyped. exactly yeah. why. So, and then you try playing and you're like, what did I expect? It's a hoppy beer. Like, it's good. It's, but. Well, here, so just, you you put it perfect, right? It's like, it gets sat in front of you and you're like, uh, and then I drink it and I was like, hmm, that is an incredibly well-made beer. It is very delicious and it is good. Yeah, it's good. It's good beer. I'd order it. Yep. But I'm not paying nine dollars for a pint of it, but it's good beer. I drove twelve hours for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't actually drive twelve hours. Yeah. I had actually driven eighteen, but it was for something else. I had just got to stop there on the way back. And the, dude, it was so fucking funny too, because like I'm early into the industry. I'm gonna talk about my first experience at Russian River real quick because the bartender fucking clowned me. Uh, <laughs> and I was just so excited to be there. Like you must have been able to see on my face, and like I wasn't just the bitter chewed up craft beer fucking veteran I am now so I was just like you know wet behind the ears and I'm just like my eyes are the size of plates and I'm just like I want that experimental pail and I was like can I do this and like I was like I'll do all that and he's like take a breath it's okay yeah yeah, yeah. we'll be here all day <laughs> and I was just like hey, he wasn't schooling he was, he was no, 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 it was just it, it was it, he could tell I was embarrassed big, like, child, yeah like childish like oh my god I gotta try all the candy in the candy shop I've just been doing this since I was a child yeah so it's so rare that someone's just like gives me the De Niro like it's okay yeah I, I know you can come back buddy I know it's okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not your fault man it's not your fault uh, so yeah so uh, yeah it, I, our real plan was we didn't really expect to go anywhere really like it was just we're gonna find something Mm -hmm. and then go there and then ask people where should we go next and just kind of follow that route and uh so that's That's exactly what we did at our mutual friend we had i think i had a beer and a half two beers or i had a pint and two ten ounces and then uh brought some beer back which is in the fridge um which we'll try and i think it was the i took back the best of what they had not that their beer is bad blah 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 but we leave so i threw them some beers they hooked me up on the on the tab um we're good. And I go, where else should I go to the bartenders? Cause they're working at a brewery, right? That's a little bit better. So they say, uh, hit up ratio. It's like 
a block away, and I hadn't. And all the people I talked to, not one person mentioned ratio. So okay. I was like, all right, we'll go. And I look over, and we're crossing like crossing the next block, which is really close. And Brooke's like, where's this place? I'm like, I think it's right here, but this other place across the street looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like, what is that? What's the, what do you think it's called? And I'm like, oh, it's called uh, Feeder Ales. Um, it must be like a beer house or a brewery. <laughs> and Brooke's like, I don't think it's called Feeder Ales. And I'm like, yeah. Like, just like so stuck in my head of like beer that uh-huh. everything has, if it says A-L-E-S, it's, uh, it means an ale house. Uh-huh. Uh, that place is called Federales. <laughs> uh i know an ale when i see one yeah so i was uh i was really glad we didn't um was so glad we didn't go in there and be like you guys are an ale house right and they're like yeah like so what's a feeder and like huh like, you guys the name's feeder ales and they're like oh you dumb bitch like yeah, let me see your ID, yeah, uh, asshole. You fucking that's dummy. incredible. Uh, yeah, federalities. Oh, so we, we end up not going in there. We go to Ratio. And uh, Ratio was like one of like, I think, like the bigger highlights of the whole experience. Okay. It was a place nobody told me to go. We went. And coming from our mutual friend, which was like kind of this like low key, nothing special excitement. And we get mm-hmm. in there and they're like lively and big, and, like nice colors, like beautiful patio. Mm-hmm. Their beers are outstanding. And it's the only fucking place that I was like, I love this that I didn't bring beer back from because I'm an idiot. Yeah. Uh, but on the way house. back, we did pass feeder ales again. So. <laughs> and did you stop there and get a, get a sampler platter? <laughs> yeah. I got, the, I got their feeder IPA. <laughs> um, no, but beer shot was outstanding, man. They're, okay. they're hellas. They did a, uh, uh, it's a luchador wrestling match. We didn't even realize it was happening because I was, like, trying to look up events the whole time to, like, do something a little more exciting. I'm trying so, to look something up. It's happening right behind me. <laughs> yeah, so we get there. And uh, and obviously, it's, like, a Saturday night, and the place is fucking bumping. It's so loud. There's a line. And their bar service is kind of dog shit. Like, mm-hmm. it's you can't sit at the bar. It's it, no wider than this table, which is, you know, five feet long. And you just see this printer, like, 80 tickets going. And they're just pouring beer, nonstop pouring beer, because this place is fully packed, and there's only two places you can get beer. So I look at the bartender after waiting for, like, 20 minutes for a drink, and I was like, hey, man, can I just order a beer? Like, do I do that here or what? And he's like, oh, no, use the scanner QR thing and then order it online, and then we'll uh, we'll bring it to your... Throw it at your face. <laughs> he's like, we'll bring it to your table number. I'm like, there's no more tables open, man. Like, he's there's like, nowhere to sit. The place is literally <laughs> packed to the brim. Well... Uh, do you not see the line out the I- door? <laughs> uh, so he's like yeah do you just order it and then i'll i'll pour it for you i was like cool so i just scan the thing at the bar and then like make up a table number i'm like table one perfect like and then i'm just like waiting to tell him by the way i'm the guy who ordered a beer at table one well as this happens i hear like these like mats hitting and like just like almost this fight kind of break out and i look over and like barely can peek through the back where like the, everybody's hanging out the open area mm-hmm. uh and there's a like a a wrestling match like a ring there and they're doing like a luchador wrestling match and i was like right. that's awesome like i'm so glad we picked this place and then i hear this dude walk by or actually kind of run and like there's not very much area from where i'm kind of by the staircase by the bar and he's like get the fuck out of the way move motherfuckers and i'm like fuck you i've got enough beer in me to be a little bit aggressive like <laughs> i'm moving be a little fast in yeah there. i'm moving fuck you uh, and then I see another dude kind of running, but like backwards. And I'm like, 
this doesn't make any sense to my brain right now. And he's like holding something and he kind of turns around and he's got like this camera on a gimbal. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, what is happening? And then you see like 19 more people running towards me. And I'm like, what the fuck? So then I'm like, I'm going to actually move. So I like take a couple steps <laughs> to the other side. And they, what they did was, because it's this whole performance thing. They're not yeah. actually in a fight. Uh, but they wanted to like incorporate as much of the bu- building okay. in the match. So they come through and we're right by the stairs to get upstairs and to do like a little fight up there. And so I see him run and the other guy's following him and they kind of do this push thing where the guy's going to like push him and then go up the stairs. They're going to fight up there. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys apparently was like, the goal was like kind of do like this slap to the chest because it's so loud, right? And then like push him and then run up the stairs and then they meet up there. Mm-hmm. Well, the dude who slapped the other guy kind of missed Ooh. and slapped this dude like square in the eye, like hard. <laughs> yeah. To pop out of his dude, skull. So I like hear this, I like hear them running, I turn and then they're right there and then I just see this like open palm, oh, like no. wide, like, like that Will Smith the Chris Rock slap, <laughs> motherfucker. And square in the eye, and you just see him like grabbing his face. <laughs> he's like, "The oh show my. must go on." Yeah, and he's, so he's holding his face. He's like, "Oh god damn it!" Like, "Fuck!" Oh. And then the guy with the camera's like, "Are you okay?" Like, <laughs> and you can hear him. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He's like, "Are you okay?" And then he's like, "But he's trying to stay in character." He's like, "Oh, I'm gonna get you." But he's just like, "So then now he's like, he like hadn't quite realized how bad he hurt him, so he like." takes like a couple steps up the stairs oh, and like turns yeah. around to see if, if he's following and realizes he is not following him. He's just sitting there holding his eye. So like <laughs> while trying to stay in character, he like takes a step down and How like, dare you insult yeah. me by covering your eye? Yeah. I will come so, to you. Like he takes the step back down as if like, oh I need to like see if he's okay and then like also oh shit I'm in character so I kind of have to like see if he's okay while being like so I still got you dude so he like takes another step and the other guy's holding his eyes eventually like I can't just sit here I gotta move forward with this thing there's a ton of people walking all the people in the main room are now like coming up to us so they eventually <laughs> go run up the stairs uh, and like some guy like I don't know if it was just like a random guess but he's like I don't think that guy's eye is okay <laughs> <laughs> it looked brutal. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I just can't do this. <laughs> I do come. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my face hurts so much. <laughs> so by the time oh. we actually got a beer, the whole thing was oh. over. <laughs> I forgot you're in Denver. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. The whole thing, the whole the whole match was over, and we just had a beer, and then and then left went somewhere. <laughs> the whole match was over. Yeah, homie just got fucking blinded in front of you. <laughs> that man was blinded. You just saw a fucking supervillain origin story, bro. Like he's ocular about? surgery. <laughs> oh my fucking god! That's the kind uh, of shit that like. When it happens in front of you, you just got to honor it and take that shit the fuck in. I took it like a man because I would have been like, I'm done. I'm done. I quit. Where's my uh, workman's comp? All I can imagine is like, I don't know if you watched that Impractical Joker show, just like sell Volcano accidentally get fucking slapped in the eye like that. Done. I got the artificial friend. Oh, perfect. I'm going to, you know, I actually really like this. uh, Holy shit, my fucking whole face hurts. <laughs> uh, dying that whole time. Um, yeah, the petrified burn's good. Uh, the prescribed burn is or, uh, uh, petrified. <laughs> Jesus, is t- quite delicious. Um, I mean, it's not as spicy as I thought it was going to yeah, be. Yeah, same. It's um, it's got that. 
Cave Creek chili beer um, kind of vibes to it. Although I did just rub the sweat off my face, and then my skin is um, suspiciously um, spicy, tingling. So perhaps I spoke too soon. So when you give this one, this is our wow. mutual friend beer. You have to let me know genuinely what you think because I don't know. There's motherfuckers that are mutual friends, so I'm not worrying about offending them. Oh I'm, yeah, I, I don't know. This. I would go back. But I think it was just like being too built up. Gotta, it was good. I got to ask you. It was you, good. And I know we're going to go through the places you did go, but did you get to True? I did. And I brought some beers back. Fucking A. Yeah. What so we're going to drink them. Aesthetically. When dope. you walked in. Dope. Right? Uh, super fucking dope. So fucking And cool. they weren't like, it wasn't even like finished, right? Like they were still like, they were doing something where they're changing the look in there. Cause they were like bringing in like cow skulls and stuff to like hang on the wall. Still like they were doing like this yeah. whole like expansion thing. Yeah. So it was just like black metal, these like flickering lantern style things on the wall, like huh. metal music playing, but not like absurdly loud. All the yeah, people the there were like idea. with like chain wallets and like boots and lots of, like leather bound. Yeah. Fucking the, the, the first gags. time, the first time I went in there, I was just like, Hmm. Okay. Okay. This is definitely what um, uh, an emo uh, person would think uh, a Satanist bar looks like, and it, oh, yeah. it very much like it's it's perfect because it's it's trying in the most earnest and genuine way, but also it keeps this like very authentic vibe of like, hey, this aesthetic is fun, like the the dreary like art with like at least when I was there was like a lot of dead trees, um, a lot of skulls, like it said, mm-hmm. and then. You know the whole vibes like just like goth. Yeah, it was it, very it just goth. It, it, and then everyone there's just so fucking nice. It and, genuinely yeah. feels like uh, there was like a, a like a home brewer who made really good beer, who's also goth, has his like good friend from high school who happened to go to business school, and they came together and like let's make a brewery. And the guy's like, this is gonna be an awesome idea. And, and then like the was. goth guy tries to get like too aggressive, and the business guy's like, no, 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 no. I like everything, but not too much, right? Like, it wasn't... You don't walk in there and be like, ooh, ooh, Satan's blood, death, and gore. Like, it it was... You walk in, you're like, this is a dope metal bar. Yep. Uh, they're doing it right. All the Absolutely. staff is, like, clearly metal fans. And they make good beer. Yeah. So, True was awesome. Cool place, yeah. Um, and if you're trying to figure out True Brewing, it's T-R-V-E. Yes. So uh, that's more and, metal. Well, it's... So, the V, and you'll see it a lot in, like, court buildings and stuff like that. And there is a Latin component to it, but also it comes back to like printing press stuff and like availability of letters and usage and stuff like that. So a lot of That's times hilarious. they would replace U with V, <laughs> right? Especially back before like um, printing presses and stuff like that were a little more um, refined with for like yeah. uh, circular shapes and stuff like that. So. Um, at least that's how I'm aware of those kind of like interesting things where it's like the V instead of the U, but it's pronounced mm-hmm. true. And that even took me a minute too. Cause I was like, I wanted to pronounce it true. Cause that even kind of sounds metal. Yeah, um, it does. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't want to say the name out loud until I, someone else said it. And I was like, yeah, I know that, that brewery like, when I was there, cause I'm going to be like tree. Brewing. Uh, yeah, I uh, I had a very similar experience because I, I I kept hearing people say true and I'm like, but then like the I see the name and I'm like, I'll just go with it for now. I imagine mm-hmm. me and Brooke walking in there like these two like kind of clean cut like beer more beer people right mm-hmm. like regular t shirt jeans like not you could clearly tell that there were more people that looked similar to us but like the majority of people were like in that like goth style dress mm-hmm. gear yeah um, and I didn't want to be like I don't know what the term is from like gothic people 
to what they call like normies or some shit. But I was like, all I could think while I was in there is like, someone in there is gonna call me like a shoebie poser. from Rocket Power. Like, God, like, you see that guy's such a poser. Yeah. Well, like <laughs> you saw Rocket Power, like the the locals just go on the hot sand with their feet, but the tourists, the dumb tourists, are called shoebies because they wear Ooh. shoes on the hot beach. And I was like, oh, these Rocket Power fucks gonna call me shoebie? Not today. I'm gonna fit in. And be like, have Burn you guys heard food. of uh, Lamb of God? Yeah, my friend likes them. <laughs> like, well, I mean, you walked into True with more street cred than most. I mean, we collabed a beer with Fit for a hot autopsy. I almost keep calling them by the beer name. I wish we, uh, I wish I would have had that to give them to him because that would have been fucking killer. Metal as fuck. Yeah, and that uh, beer was great. It was. It was delightful. Um, and I love saying it was great because obviously I was a part of it, mm-hmm. but I literally did nothing to make that beer great. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's Listen, that's my whole lane um, is just taking credit for things that people who don't like to deal with the public do. So I will say the best thing that came from uh, uh, Denver. Denver. We're from that night. So we go to True and then sure as shit, we hop over to Star Bar. All right. Fart Bar. Uh, and uh, it's actually a lot bigger than I thought. Oh, you thought it was smaller than that? Yeah, I thought like you'd made it seem like it was so small, but I just see that place packed. Well, I mean, I, I, I guess it's long, but I mean, it's like. 12 feet wide the whole way. Yeah. We ended up playing uh, foosball with some couples that just like hey, happened to come over. We had a great oh, yeah. time. Yeah, <laughs> I'm usually in there when it's like shoulder to shoulder, standing room only, like bumping into like every distributor rep on the planet, hammered yeah, out of their mind. For sure. Um, was it, was, uh, oh, sorry, that probably sounded awesome to anyone listening. What was the beer menu like? Because I've been in there a couple different times and like, what was the vibes of the beer menu? What'd you think? They had craft. Um, it was fine. They also had like domestics. It was like a dive bar that tried to be a little crafty, right? Right. And so um, I've gone there, and again, it's you know, it's uh, JBF, right? But I'll go there, and <clears throat> obviously a dive bar. But like, I wish there was like a a bar like Prices Prime Times a great example. Um, I wish there was a dive bar that did this because like, you'll go in there during JBF and you'll see like PBR, mm-hmm. but then there will be like an entire vertical of Avery. Like the Fallen Angel series yeah. on draft, crazy sours and barrel aged beers that haven't seen the light of day in a decade, and you're just like, and it's not even like marked up for like gouging prices. You're like, oh, it's that's MSRP. Well, like, that's I because they know they can't get the dive bar <laughs> people to pay that. So it was, uh, it was funny. I forget which place I was at, but I was just kind of asking people, like bartenders mostly at breweries, like, where should we go next? And they're like, oh, I'll hit up this brewery and this brewery and this brewery. I'm like, oh, Denver's clearly more like a brewery town than like a craft beer Absolutely. bar town. Like, I was hoping for more like craft beer bars because then you could try a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, once Star Bar fell, <clears throat> things kind of changed. Uh, Star Bar was very cultural. To not the entire, Star Bar. Or no, uh, sorry, uh, Fresh Fa- Falling Rock. Falling Rock, yeah. It was very cultural to the entire downtown. Like, because I've been to Denver <clears throat> since, and the whole downtown vibe is different. Like, it, it feels more like Mill Avenue down in downtown Denver now, but it literally used to just be craft beer bars. Yeah, so uh, I forget where we were, but I was asking people, like, oh, there's no real craft beer bars here, you know, like like Fresh Craft or uh, mm-hmm. uh, Star Bar. The guy looks at me, he's like, Star Bar's not a craft beer bar. <laughs> I just assumed it was because you kept My telling me. Said it was. Yeah, you just kept telling me all these craft beer people, like brewery people, go there. Well, Herbbox and Star Bars. I just favorites. assumed. Yeah. And, uh, and fortunately, the other bartender, Sageman, he's like, no, no, they got, they got a decent little craft selection there. 
And he's like, really? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, thanks. Okay, so just forget we said any of these things. Let's move uh, along. That reminds me of when I took Jacqueline to that steakhouse in uh, Vegas. Where I was like, oh, the last time I was here, this is a steakhouse. And then it's very much like a Twin Peaks vibe, and she is just not happy. Because <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's her birthday, and I'm just like, so this is a titty restaurant, I guess. And uh, But in any case, um, so did you happen to find any like craft beer bars more so than like breweries that you enjoyed? Like, was there anything that stood out like that you kind of, did you discover anything that was a craft so, beer bar that was cool? No, um, <laughs> no, no. I really wish I would because uh, I, I like I like the feel. I, you know, obviously I want to go support a brewery at their at their spot, of but course. a craft beer bar you can get a bunch of different things and like feel out what the selection is. But you're is also and, helping those breweries too because they need pull through off premise to stay yeah. relevant. Like, so I think one of the biggest things I was looking for was trying to be able to get beer that I couldn't get in Arizona yeah. and. Obviously, I can go to breweries who don't distribute in Arizona. But if I go to a craft beer bar, they'll probably have those local breweries that I've never gotten before. But then some some stretch of like more of the East Coast that might make it out to Denver. Yeah. I really didn't find much of that at all. But that's all right. There was still more amazing beer than I could drink. Did you there. go to any bottle shops? You hit Mr. B's? No, I didn't hit any bottle shops. Any beer that I brought back was from like the brewery itself. Uh, shout out to Tyler for hooking me up over at Great Divide. We uh, yeah. we we drank quite a bit there and had a good old time. Which uh, which one did you go to? Rhino. We spent a lot of time in Rhino okay. um, or Reno, whatever. River North, Reed North. Yeah, that's Reno. the one that's like kind of like it looks like someone who uh, designed suburbs built it. It all kind of looked the same to me, and like yeah, all of exactly Denver saying, felt yeah. really huh. very. Huh. All of Denver kind of felt very similar. In vibes, like, yeah, that one felt that. rhino in that area, because we went to, um, oh, what's the pizza joint? Um, let's see if mm. I can find it here. It was it was good. Oh. It was uh, Hops and Pie. Okay. That's what it was. Uh, and they were they were great. So, uh, what was I getting? Uh, dude, the, the highlight, surprisingly, of, like, the whole trip mm. was uh, Retrograde, which is a speakeasy for uh, ice cream joint. So it's frozen matter up front, retrograde in the back. We got there at like... Is that a sex joke? <laughs> <laughs> I think we got there at like 4.45. Okay. And it, the speakeasy opens at 5. All right, okay. So like, well, we're not going to wait. Because like the person who was there, like working the ice cream store, was like, yeah, just take a seat. We'll open in 15 minutes. I'm not going to sit here for 15 minutes. Like, I'll go somewhere else and come back. And then, like, she gives me this weird look, like, okay, yeah, like, whatever you want. I don't care. Like, I don't give a fuck. I don't work at the the speakeasy. I work at the ice cream shop. It's not my fucking problem, guys. Yeah. So we look at Brooke. I'm like, well, you wanted to go campfire right down the street. There's a cool little bar called Campfire. Uh, so we go hit that hit that up. It's a cool little cocktail bar, but we got I got a beer. At 5.04, we're paid. We're walking out the door. It's so close. We're there by 5.05. And I go, hey. Now it's a different person working the ice cream shop. And I go, Trying to get into the speakeasy. I don't really know what to do. And she's like, yeah, it's through the door that looks like a walk-in freezer. So I'm like, perfect. So I go pull on it, and it's locked. And I'm like, hmm, okay. I don't know what to do here. So I pull on it again, nothing. And I just kind of look over at the uh, lady at the ice cream shop, and she's just ignoring me. I'm like, okay. So I turn around, like, reading things. And I was like, just turn the light on and, and wait. Every ID's ready. So perfect. We get in there, and the guy comes out pretty quick. And he's like, uh, I might have two seats for you, dude. Uh, we got, the place isn't big, we're full, and we got a 12-top that just came in all at once. 
I'm like, okay. Pop in. We got two seats right in front of where the bartender as well is. It's a, it's a okay. you know, dope little craft, like, cocktail joint. And <clears throat> I don't know shit to hold my own in a cocktail joint. Like, you, Chuck, my, uh, Mike, like, they would know sure. all the way vernacular. Say these things. Let people know you're in the industry. Have a good time. Like, order some cool cocktail style things. Mm-hmm. And, uh... I go, all I know is Montenegro. <laughs> like, that's the only, like, somewhat source secret, to, like, That's the order. secret bartender code. Yeah. So I sit down, and we're looking at this list. And uh, everybody's kind of bullshitting the bartender's right there doing something. He eventually looks at me, and he still hasn't taken an order from, like, eight people at this bar. And the bar only fits maybe 20 people. And he, we're just sitting I'm watching. I was like, that's fucking cool, whatever you just did. And he looks at me. He's like, thanks. And then he keeps going. He's like, uh, what do you want to drink? I was like, take a money. He's like, got it. Tells the other dude, pour him money. Comes back. He's like, all right, what do you want? Like, I'll take your order now. Like, I'm not, I like, and you just see, like, I could just see at the corner of my, like, three other people right next to me who still don't have a drink and yeah. have been there longer than me being like, what the fuck? And I'm like, oh, I'm cool. I spoke the secret yeah. language. <laughs> yeah, you should order money. Uh, but no, it was, it was fucking rad. The first cocktail I had was, no, the first cocktail I had was dog shit. Um, I asked him, I was like, this or this? He's like, well, if you order the first one, it's kind of like this cool style, old fashioned, a little bit different. If you order the other one, that one's more for like bartenders to impress each other or be, like cocktail bartenders mm. to impress each other. Uh, and it's weird, man. Like it, yeah. it's weird. It's you're, you're uh, trying to see if you can get away with something. Yeah. Yeah. And he even was like, don't, don't order do that it. one. Don't do it. And I'm like, I'm adventurous. And he's like, okay. And he gets it to me. And it was dog shit. Uh, <laughs> and I pretended like it was good. Uh, and uh, I tried to drink he, that fast because it he, was awful. And uh, he's like, oh, man, he's lying about that drink. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. And you knew he was. Like, he, you knew he was saying that. Like, yeah, he's like, he doesn't like this thing. Like, like, I, nobody likes this thing. Please stop. Yeah. That's uh, that's so incredible. Um, what did you think of the uh, uh, this our mutual friend beer? The, it's it's uh, Time good. Zero. Yeah, I mean, it's it's good. It's good. Yeah. yeah. Yep. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Listen, I, and again, it's back to, you know, me being a more of a embittered veteran. But, you know, it's funny that, like, I was just about to say that. But while you were telling that story, when I was just out in Louisville in December uh, for the Craft Distillers Conference, I completely forgot I had this, like, crazy cool speakeasy experience that really made me kind of fall in love with the, the craft experience of mixology in a town where, you know, an upcoming kind of style. I mean, it's... Regardless of how you perceive the market, like bourbon is like kind of an up and coming underdog in the entire market of brown spirits in general. So America has not had its heyday in the whiskey market in a while. And so that's kind of like a big thing right now. Louisville tends to be the home of that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. it was uh, it's cool to have that kind of experience. But yeah, um, what a, I love the secret code. I, I was in a, I went to a spare two actually. Hell um, yeah. I uh, love that place. And um, I was like, hey, do you guys um, have Monty? She's like, I don't know what that is. I was like, do you have Montenegro? And she's like, no, I don't. And I was like, do you have some other shitty tasting herbal liqueur that I could drink? And she's like, oh, I have Fernet. Yeah. <laughs> I was I, like, I'll take a Fernet. I'll have a Fernet. <laughs> uh, it's crazy. Fernet like, about it. <laughs> uh, you're like, uh, I have Fernet. Like, you know Fernet and you don't know Montenegro? Like, come on. Come on. I mean... Get your life. Yeah. I mean, 
the boys at Twelve West are a little aggressive on the Montenegro. They are, but uh, that's a fact. It's uh, it's important to uh, be committed to a brand. It, it, as much as I'm like a shadow brand ambassador for Long Drink, <laughs> Dirty Mike is uh, and Chuck is from Montenegro. They got tattoos. So that's what it is. There's one right there. Oh yeah, I got. Oh. I'll tell you those hand tattoos. These things are not going to last long. Well, I mean, I still have this mustache and all my hand tattoos. This one's only ever been done once. This one once. This one once. I think the twice. innards of the finger last just a little bit longer than because, like, you're always kind of sitting doing this kind of thing, right? Like, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, uh, and if they fade, I don't really give the, a fuck. The thing, the thing is, is when they're healing, to just keep them out of water a bunch. Yeah, and because uh, a lot of bars are set up to have dishwashers and not hand sinks anymore, you should be fine. Well, but, I, but I did the, see uh, those on the gram. I like them. The uh, that fatty part of your palm right like yeah. where this, these tattoos are like the for the listen the opposite side of your thumbs right like i like, so your I, hand, I like that beer bottle when you like you got yeah. your hand up and like your tongue like it yeah yeah um but it's not like you just like regularly moisturize it like like you would a tattoo anywhere else because like it's not constantly rubbing right like if i put aquaphor lotion on it like everything i'm like touching or rubbing my hands on it's just wiping i'm just smearing oils all over the place but like, if you got a tattoo on your shoulder your arm like you could do it and your shirt rubs a little bit but that's about mm-hmm. it like i started yeah. doing it and then i did 10 other things and i just see like the sides of my palm prints everywhere from the mm-hmm. oil that's just sitting almost like when you're house. doing those like uh when you're a kid doing the t-rex thing with your hand you, i don't know what that you, thing is you didn't do that when you're a kid you take like your hand like your pinky hook like this and you put it in like finger paint and then you put it on paper and it looks like a little dinosaur claw no you never did that uh-uh. oh yeah but it, i, I, see I I'd imagine it would be kind of like kind of like that with uh yeah can't do that um but yeah uh well, uh, I hope that he will. Hand tattoos are always that intriguing thing where it's like they're a pain in the dick. And uh, for me, like getting this mustache, and especially because it has like the pretentious like double mustache. Oh, yeah. It's a double mustache. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, I re- like because I, I, it's not an original idea, but I just I like the way that we designed it to be two mustaches in one. And uh, the first time he got faded out. His yeah. So for the listener, if it's fingers pointed out, it's a regular mustache. But if you curl the finger in, just like as if you're like pointing your knuckle at someone mm-hmm. uh it like squishes it down to be another shape of a mustache yeah a real pretentious dandy boy mustache yeah it's a little one yes and uh and so i i've actually had that touched up twice to me but the lightsaber isn't as important to me to be as vibrant as the mustache mm-hmm. so it all just kind of depends on how badly do you want that tattoo to be fresh because yeah Brooke did, uh, fucking so- Brooke did our son's name on her pinky okay and she said that wasn't bad at all oh, nice. um the uh, the the little fat of your hand was wasn't wasn't awful, but I mean, he, the healing process is what usually sucks for me. Like I did both my armpits, the, getting that done was fine. It's when a softball swells up inside of your armpit, oh, yeah. and, and you have to work for two moving, weeks. Like yeah, it's in. I can't imagine how swollen your the pads of your hands are. I can see it. Like yeah, yeah. And then again, that's something that you're rubbing a lot. So it's just like. That's where that's where the discomfort comes in a lot. Getting getting tattoos a lot of time is easy. It's the healing and like making sure you don't do stupid shit while you're on like a healing regimen for a permanent uh, object on your body. So, what do you think of this? Uh, you tried this true. I'm about to jump in. Hellas Lager. Hellas. What is it called? A a rye. A rice. Rice. Oh, this is Pilsner Lager. Something Lager. Well, Something it, Pilsner. It says German Pilsner. It's a light beer. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Rip the beer, rip the label, recycle the can. Oh, they have a perforated thing on here. That is pretty cool that you could rip that so you could actually recycle the can. Because 
I just found out you can't re- like they don't recycle cans with plastic wraps around them. Yeah, well, the recycling. So two thousand six, two thousand eight. Recycling changed. Um, so they got the campaign out in the nineties, right? And then China to start becoming a manufacturing superpower, just buying recyclable material at a rate that was pretty aggressive. And then once they kind of like stabilized whatever kind of intake they were looking for, they changed what they considered to be acceptable recyclable material from us. Mm-hmm. And that considerably limited what we had been sending them. I mean, the city of Mesa just recently restarted actually recycling. Oh, yeah. So there's a straight couple year period where you were throwing shit in your fucking blue bin for fucking nothing. Well, we we brought a dude on here that worked for yeah. recycling, and he said that was not true. Because I asked him about it. He, uh, The dude who works at the recycling plant. Who's the dude that works at the recycling plant? We had him on the podcast. Did we? Ah, maybe. Ah, this could be a fabricated memory, man. Uh-huh. Who fucking knows? Uh, but I'm pretty sure we had someone on the podcast that worked for like a garbage plant, like a garbage company or like a recycling company. Huh. <laughs> I mean, I know someone that works at a garbage Who company, um, but they've never been on the podcast. What's their name? I don't need to say their name. I think we had them on. We did not have them on. Maybe. I would know if we had them on. We did them on. I'll look through the, the... the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> I think we did. Otherwise, why would I I, I? I could just fucking randomly have ideas in my head, but I thought we did. I and I'm pretty. There's sure. some listeners like yes, episode six. Uh, y- yes, there's definitely uh, shout out Brett Waters. <laughs> yeah, love you. Um, and a reminder: since you are listening, Brett, uh, we have you scheduled for um, for your mama. Uh, we are scheduled to brew a beer with Brett from Oso on the 16th of May. And what's good, and, and actually, it's a good time to actually talk about that while you're trying to look up uh, whatever the fuck. But um, we're going to brew. Uh, we're going to go to Oso Arcadia and do the brew your beer program. We're going to hang out with Brett. We're going to brew a beer. We're going to have fun with it. And then we're going to have a great episode. And then we're going to come back when that beer is ready. And we're going to have our industry secrets. Uh, Collab beer with Oso on. Uh, gonna have that available to the 12 of you that listen and uh, be hanging out. We'll be recording a podcast that evening um, as well. And uh, yeah, that's all gonna be in like mid May and then probably what early June, Ju- early mid June. So just something to. Are we talking about the, uh, the episode at Oso? Yeah. Oh, yeah. In uh, May. Yeah. May 16th, yes. Yeah, 16th. Yes. I missed everything you were talking about. It was all of that. Uh, I was just I was bringing it to light. The, the, so we're doing yeah. another podcast at night? <laughs> Not that night. When we release the beer. Oh. Like a few weeks words, later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll record that day. Yeah, yeah. Do the beer. And then when we release the beer and have the... Super excited for that. Yeah. It'll be it'll be a killer time. And then <clears throat> um, possibly... Uh, depending, Bobby might travel next week and record an episode up north with me again. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, uh, we'll see. I was looking at those notes on there, and uh, I think we have to hire someone in San Diego, so I might throw a wrench in a lot of shit. Listen, you can zoom from from our offices. It's fine. We'll give you we'll give you an office. You'll give, give me an office. Well, yeah, we have a couple offices that just get general use. No, no, no. Uh, we got to go train them. 
Oh, San Diego, oh yeah. go out to San Diego. Yeah, and train him. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah that's, Do the that's whole onboarding, get him ready. Oh, geez. I was like, this is very weird. I'm zooming from your office to train my employee. Like, what's happening here? Uh, well, I just thought you were just like, oh, I got to, like, do interviews and stuff. Like, oh, <laughs> no, interviews okay, tomorrow. Sure. Hopefully oh, the guy doesn't okay. suck. Well, Dude, I will give you an industry secret because right. uh, I almost fucked <laughs> today. Right. So I'm interviewing tomorrow for this guy, and I'm going through, like, his references, and, like, uh, on his resume it says references upon request. So I email him, and I'm like, yo, shoot, I'm requesting those references, blah, blah, blah. So then I go, the other thing with his application to the, to the the for the job, mm-hmm. and I see, like, prior employers and then a spot where, like, references. So I was like, oh, by the way, dude, you actually don't need to send them to me. I'm already, I already see him on your, on your application, so we're good. He's like, tight. So I'm going through, and he worked at, a, he's working at another brewery in San Diego, North County. Uh, oh, no. Trying to come to us. Oh, no. He's just a bartender there, wants to come to us. You didn't out him, did well, you? I, uh, I go to call. Uh, no. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no. I go to call. Uh, well, because I'm looking at, we have like a section right, that says like, right. can call or can't call. And I thought like, I was like scrolling back and forth, like up and down. So okay. who, 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 because I'm like getting the information. I'm like, oh, I need to talk to this person, this person, but I still am trying to get just information from his application, blah, blah, blah. Sure. And I scroll up too much and I see the person's name, phone number, boom, call. Mm-hmm. And uh, so phone's ringing and I'm like scrolling and I was like, hey, is this so-and-so? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, I'm Bobby with Second Chance Beer Company. She's like, oh, hi. What can I do for you? And I'm about mm. to be like, I'm calling to ask about this person. And right before I say, I'm like, hey, this person's applying. And I'm trying to get your information. I see the, the box under maybe contact says no. No, so sir. I'm like, hey, I'm Bobby with Second Chance. And then I see it. And I just stop. I'm on the phone with her. I just and, uh, collab. <laughs> and uh, well, that's the tasting room manager. So it wouldn't even make sense to call them or how I would get their number to call that person directly to do anything but what I'm trying to do. Well, that makes so more I sense than squealing and hanging up. And I, so I, uh, I dude, literally, I, I go, yeah, I'm Bobby with second chance. And I, uh, totally forgot why I was calling. <laughs> I am an R Imagine word. getting that phone call from a complete stranger, but also that stranger's in your industry, uh, <laughs> in the market. The, I'm Bobby with so and so. Yeah. Okay. And I forgot uh, why I'm calling. And then because it's this industry, you're like that tracks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I was calling for something. I got like seven screens open and two computers up. I got to pull it up. I'm really sorry. I'll, I'll shoot you a call back uh, when I have it. I, I must have closed out a tab that I was calling for you for something. She's like, okay. Uh, have a good day. Goes, yeah, you too. Jesus. <laughs> I bet you she's going to be like, well, if, hey, I, when if he I hire pops him, up over a second chance, yeah, she's going to be like, she's gonna be like huh. well, she'll be like, oh, I know why he was calling. He didn't forget. <laughs> he was like and also oh. if when <laughs> I'm just thinking about this now like if I hire him and he comes over and he's like hey I'm leaving I'm gonna stay in the industry I really love you guys but I'm going to take a sales job over at Second Chance she's like I I just talked to someone at Second Chance <laughs> and that motherfucker is so stupid he called me and forgot what he was calling about <laughs> <laughs> good luck with them <laughs> yeah they're fucking idiots <laughs> that's fucking great oh my fucking god but again um uh, wrapping up Denver. 
Wrapping so. up Denver. Oh. Yeah, so uh, get the tattoos. Um, go back to the house for a little bit. And then we're going out. Still, again, don't remember where we went. Uh, pretty forgetful. Also, lots of alcohol. Uh, yes. We So we get the tattoos. Brooke's like, oh, let's relax for a little bit. She takes a shower, get ready, and she's coming out. And I got this fucking engagement ring in my pocket. And I'm like, how do I do this? Oh I was supposed God. to do it Friday. I think this is like, or no, I was supposed to do it Thursday. And I think it's like Saturday or Sunday now. I don't even remember. The whole oh thing's God. a blur. So real and, quick, because um, this happened to me as well. Um, did she pick up vibes that it was coming? I thought for trip? sure she did. Okay. I thought for and sure then, she so did. And the, so the longer it extends, the more you're just like, fuck. Fuck. Well, and you're like, I'm supposed to do this Friday, and Friday passes. I'm like, sorry, right, I got Saturday. Yeah. And they're like, well, you're trying to figure this perfect opportunity out on oh, Saturday, yeah, and then that's like, exactly. yep. Sunday mm-hmm. comes around. I'm like, I'm running out of time. Um, like, in, in in your mind, at least the way it happened for me is, I had six opportunities where I thought this is going to work. Um, Jacqueline made a comment to me. Kill two of those. Um, <laughs> just out of something innocuous, she said, and then, uh, um, and then is time progressed I got fewer and fewer oh, yeah. of those moments that I had kind of carved out and then you're like kind of forcing something at this point okay so are, do you do you run out of your pre-selected options are you are you so gassed out do you have one in the do you have some in the pocket I didn't really have like set up times to do it it was just like wait for a moment where we're kind of like in like a nice okay. area but not in a crowd some by parameters enemies. yeah like oh she doesn't want you to embarrass her in front of a group of people that's just neither of us are it's not even embarrassing okay, like okay. neither of us are like huge on like attention right like my dumb ass is doing a podcast but I don't really want I don't want like a big crowd of people being like I can like talk to a huge crowd of people you don't right? want you don't want your personal life to be the center of attention yeah like I'm okay, happy to yeah. talk to a crowd of people you're happy to be bothered from second about. chance in a crowd yeah okay. but when it's just me uh, I, I kind of want to like just be a little hidden like on my own like I, I don't want people I don't also my biggest thing is I don't want Really, anybody would be like, well, that was annoying. Uh, or that guy, like, oh, look at this So guy. that's like, where right? my like, mind would go to. I'm like, I don't want to be that guy who the waiter's like, the waiter's like, I'm trying to get by you, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> like, in a restaurant or exactly, something. Exactly. Right? Right? Like, yeah. I'm just a keep-to-myself kind of guy okay. outside of it. So we're trying to figure all this out. And so you're waiting so for I'm a like, moment. I got, like, no more opportunities. One day, two because, days, day three. Yeah. And I go, well, tomorrow's, we have, I think this is Saturday. I'm pretty sure it's Saturday because we okay. still had Sunday. Uh, and I'm like, I'm not going to propose at the very end. Then we don't really get to enjoy <laughs> what that is during the vacation, right? Like, so Saturday, we're doing that. We come back, and she has this tattoo of her son's name on her pinky. And I've, give, I've given her a ring a while back uh, that she keeps on her ring finger. Uh, that From a trip I was in China, I got her a ring. Um, China. 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 Uh, but so she comes out, and she's like, now she's normally like, Women just take longer than men, right? And then men traditionally are impatient. Sure. Like, it took me six minutes to get ready, and two of those was putting my shoes on, uh, and you took an hour. Come on, let's go, let's go, yeah. let's go, let's go, let's go. We're on vacation. What Why is are we taking here? you right? so long? Exactly. And like, well, you're gorgeous, and I'm a fucking, like, slub. Bro if you just look at the sink left to right, you're like, oh, that's why. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> so she's like hustling. I'm like, mm-hmm. my plan is like, look at the ring, or look at the tattoo, and then slip off the ring, and then like, get on my knee and be like, you don't need this ring anymore and hand and like get down on one knee. And I was okay. like, this is going to work perfect. Cause she's not going to be in this Listen, crazy Chuck rush. E. Cheese, I'm, I'm like it. playing slow roll with okay. her. I'm like, take your time, bro. Right. There's no rush. You're and like, I'm going to propose this bitch tonight. She gets out of the uh, bedroom. And she's like, all right, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. 
I, I'm ready. Because <laughs> I, I, she's normally, I'm like, come on. So she's like in that rush. She's like, all right, let's go. And she like starts walking the door. I'm like, no, 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 hold on. Come here. No, I want to no, see, I wanna... <laughs> I wanna see your tattoo because that's normal. <laughs> like, it's like, which you haven't already seen a couple times now. I'm like, yeah, just come over here by this counter. And I'm going to behave back totally out of character. And <laughs> let me just weirdly. look at your ring and so, uh, or your tattoo so i like look grab her pinky and like uh, pulling it out to look okay. at this and then i grab a ring and she's like what are you doing i'm like well just i just I just i like put take the little ring that she had on already off and then i'm like oh well you don't need that anymore and she's like no give that back and i was like no no you don't need it anymore uh, and then i like get down on one knee and hand her the ring i was like will you marry me and she's like are you serious i'm like yeah that's a diamond ring and i'm on my knees like yeah this is <laughs> pretty serious i have so much anxiety <laughs> And we've been I'm, together. I'm, my, my voice is probably cracking. Yeah, uh, dude, we've been together eleven years. Have a kid together. Like yeah. the only reason I didn't marry it, really is it, I'm not never, huge on marriage. Dude, but it's, it's so weird. It it literally mm, becomes this a different experience. No matter what, immediately you're nervous. Yep. And she's like, "Are you serious?" I'm like, "Yeah." I yeah. Mean, it, serious? If you say no, I was totally kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nerd. <laughs> Got you. Just kidding. This is fake. It's a very expensive fake thing. Fucking. Got her. <laughs> so, but I do have a meeting in about eighteen minutes, so we do gotta wow. wrap up a little bit. Wait we have the dart bury that fucking lead. Well, we gotta do a. Are you going to the dart tournament tonight? Uh, is that boulders? Yeah, I am. No, I did. Was I was not included? On Liz the is there. Side. Oh well, Liz is participating. Oh, perfect. Goodness. So I didn't know if you're just showing out a, a solidarity. Uh, no, I uh, I was not aware of it, and I'm just a little busy with some stuff. So okay. um but I mean, for the listener, what a wild. Uh, just switch of focus because well, I'm like looking at the minutes and like we gotta do this no this, that was this. just hilarious because you're like and then I propose oh, and then yes, I gotta way. get the fuck out yeah, of here she said yes okay well she congratulations yes. super sweet <laughs> oh boy um, someone's screaming at their fucking phone dude I do uh, want to shout out um a couple Denver joints sure. obviously that um retrograde which is frozen matter um Beerstadt, if you're going to Denver, absolutely hit up Beerstadt if you're a Lager fan. Uh, Fresh Raff was pretty cool. Hops and Pie was pretty rad. Um, but ratio brewing, like, Jaylee, like, you ever go to a place that's, like, not that exciting, and then you're, like, the whole group is kind of like, ah, what are we going to keep doing this thing now? Mm-hmm. Like, and it just kind of brings down, like, the energy. Uh, retro Retrograde was the thing that took us out of that like we get oh, there and nice. i was like i guess we'll have another beer and then maybe some food or something i don't know we'll figure it out and we get there that's always a great feeling and it was like oh shit this place is fucking rad and then like brought the energy back we had a great time and i wish we would have spent more time there but it was it was genuinely like that place was killer that's awesome yeah we'll have to um we'll have to take the podcast out to denver sometime uh deal october uh Green American I, beer fest yeah, absolutely. I go to out to Min- Minneapolis, um, Minneapolis. Um, actually, like a month, um, first week of May. That's why we can't do the fifth date because I'll be at World Cup slash CBC. Oh, dope! Yeah, it'll be a cool time. Um, and then yeah, I'll be out for JBF, obviously. And then I'm hoping to make the Great Nebraska Beer Festival this year. Uh, shout out um, Tyson and Angela and. Mark and everyone over there. Um, love that, but that's also now the anniversary of when we opened Flagstaff. So 
Um, that said, uh, I'll keep it Colorado. Um, Hell yeah. I'm a, I'm a shout out of business in Colorado Springs. Um, my boy John Peasley, as everyone knows, uh, founder and my, my, my main partner in crime at Grand Canyon. Um, his aunt opened a authentic, because they're German. Uh, she opened an authentic German style, like, I don't, I don't even know if restaurant's the right word. Like, there's almost like three different, like, there's like a banquet area. There's like a dining area. There's like a private area that's always booked out. There's like a whole, like, dessert to go, like, pastry area at the front that just kind of exists as its own. It's called Edelweiss. It's in Colorado Springs. Say um, the name again. Edelweiss. Okay. Um, like the song, uh, I'd sing it, but I've had, uh, too many, too, too many, uh, too many lawyers drying out the tongue, but there is, uh, but just, uh, for the enthusiast of nature, um, one of the reasons we had stopped off there is cause there's this incredible, uh, national park called garden of the gods. Uh, and some, uh, this is one of the few examples where eccentric rich people are awesome. Uh, so the guy who you owned the land. mentioned Guardian of the Gods before, yeah. Yeah, the guy who owned it, uh, literally when he died, the agreement was is that it would become free to public use in perpetuity, uh, and however that was arranged. And so, yeah, you can just roll up, hike, you know, it's beautiful out there. Uh, when I was out there, there was a lady with a, a pet llama or something weird. I don't know. I forget now. But um, great experience, Edelweiss killer restaurant if you're ever out in the area um and there's two reasons to go so shout out and uh i know you got stuff to wrap up too and uh we got an episode to record in two days anyway so hell yeah yeah baby it's always fun doing a solo episode love a recap <laughs> Good to see you, i can't wait to recap your uh uh nebraska beer fest mm, that and uh i'm uh i'm let my hair down at cbc this year i believe it. i've never been to minneapolis i'm gonna have fun me either. I bet it's going to be a blast. Uh, World Beer Cup is going to be amazing. Are you coming out for that? No, no. I wish. I the, the biggest thing I want to do this year is the Green American Beer Fest. I fucking heard um, it. So, just real quick before we sign off. Uh, yes, absolutely true. You are in Great, Great American Beer Festival. CBC is an investment. You need to make them invest in you. No excuses this year. Anyways. When is it? Uh, May. <laughs> yeah, nah. Maybe next year. Next but... year, yeah. All right, Bobby. Thanks for listening. Good to see you.